Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the WrestleManiacs Podcast, a podcast where a group of improvisers from Detroit with a mutual love of wrestling come together to discuss each WrestleMania one at a time. All you wrestling maniacs, all you nostalgia holics and hardcore members of the IWSC, and all you casual fans who like your pro wrestling on the TV, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all you guys out there, and thank you for tuning in on this holiday season to the WrestleManiacs Podcast. My name is Alex Ketchum, and as always, I'm here with the man with a plan, Bob Wick. Bob, how you doing? We're going to be opening up presents today, baby. Indeed we are. Let's see what you get. And Jake, the captain of Keeping It Real, Jake. Russell. What up, though? Happy holidays from Detroit, y'all. So, this year, we're going to go back to 1995. Bobby, so yeah, can you 95 take us back? For movies, we had Seven, uh, Braveheart, Heat, uh, Toy Story, the original, um, 12 Monkeys, Apollo 13, Bad Boys, Casino, and one of my personal favorites, the usual suspects. Yeah. And then yeah. And then for uh for music we had Fantasy by Mariah Carey, Gangster's Paradise by Coolio, yeah. and You're Not Alone by Michael Jackson. Uh for TV, people were watching Seinfeld, Roseanne, ER, NYPD Blue. Um, but in my house, we we're watching Jag. Jag? Yeah, it's about a uh, airline, not airline pilot, but a military pilot who's also a lawyer. It's as bad as it sounds. I know of Jag. Never actually seen it. Like most of the things you had to watch as a child. <laughs> According to IMBD, uh, it's a former pilot turned lawyer working for the military Jag, D- Judge Advocate General Division. Uh, the elite illegal wing of officers that prosecute and defend those accused of military-related crimes. Sounds fucking boring. And there's a love story. It is boring as fuck. <laughs> you know what was good about pilots? Wings. I, that, uh... <laughs> I knew Jake was going to say no. I loved wings. I was into wings. I like the girl who uh, ran the, uh, the the lunch counter. Yeah, she was hot. She, she can get it. Helen. She was. Yeah. She was not in Mortal Kombat, which also came out in '95, and has been warming up high school basketball teams ever since. The one chick who played Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat, she was also in uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, she was. Which yeah. also came out in '95. Yeah, that was a good year for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you ever miss Veronica Vaughn? I think the only thing she was in after that was uh, I know what you did last summer. No. Very small role. Okay. I know my blinds. <laughs> uh, some other albums came out in 95 uh, Mob Deeps The Infamous Classic hip hop record uh, Should I say it again? No you could uh, Also um, One of the greatest hip hop records of all time Albums of all time uh, Only Built for Cuban Links By Raekwon the Chef Featuring Ghostface Killer Another classic hip hop album Also E-40's In a Major Way Another classic. I love that album. <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, Woke shit. up in the AM. Toss it out my cranium. Had gotta to take a shit. Took a dump in the Mediterranean. Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Woke 
open the AM. Hey, talk. <laughs> I can't. No, I heard I you. Can't I can't Bump the shit to the tape. Bump the shit to the tape. Ain't got no clit. <laughs> when the homies just got dusted. Dusted. Yeah. Dusted. You got to do it like this. Dusted. Dusted and disgusted. Woke up in the AM. Toasted out no cranium. <laughs> I beat more hippo than the hippopotamus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? You never heard of E40? Uh-uh. Oh, he's great. You never heard of E40? I never heard of E40. Are you fucking serious? Man, I'm from Dyersburg. I didn't hear it. Come on, man. E40 man. fuck with the South. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you got here. We, we, we'll we ease you into it. We just, we just got to play that one song. That was... <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> it sounds quite entertaining. Yeah, E40 a legend. He's a legend. Uh, he still... He, he put our album this year. That's fucking fire. But yeah, we probably should get to the wrestling now. Though. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a wrestling podcast. Uh, stay tuned to me and <laughs> me and Jake's uh, hip hop <laughs> podcast. Seems I'm, to be coming. Jake keeps it real with the hip hop featuring Bob. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of fire, who's on fire? What's not on fire? The WWF was not doing that great at this time. Uh, we had a lower attendance than we did at WrestleMania ten. That's about. Seven, about a thousand lower, but I mean, it was a smaller place. They were in Hartford Civic Center, so they're keeping it in the Northeast, keeping it in the home base for WrestleMania 11. The big main event covered by all the medias was Lawrence Taylor's taken out from the NFL, and he's going into the ring against Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm-hmm. This was covered by, I mean, basically everybody. They had tons of reporters. ESPN was all over it. So Vince McMahon had a pretty good plan with this, so, right? So I believe this is the year after all the steroid scare happened. Yeah. He had just yeah he just got, gotten out of like the court, and he kind of finally gotten cleared up. So he's just now getting back into it. Uh, yeah, there was a couple of years where Vince was half and half, I guess. Yeah. So Vince is back. Uh, Diesel is our champion going into this. Jeff Jarrett is the IC champion. And the Smoking Guns, Billy and Bart, are your tag team champions. It's been a kind of an interesting year since our previous WrestleMania. Bret Hart's tangled up in a rivalry with Mr. Backland. All of these things that we're going to come to a head here at WrestleMania 11. Now, let's get on to it, right? Yeah. Show opens suddenly. And some ladies start singing America the Beautiful. Yeah, the way Vince introduct introduces her, he doesn't. I don't even think he's saying her name. Like, uh, here's a treat for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It was just like somebody didn't tell him they were going, and like he just had a break to the people. And this lady, I, um, beautiful voice. Beautiful, yeah. like I think she does it, what she, she does what she does well. But I, yeah. not my cup. Of tea. I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to make fun of her as if she can't sing. It's just I I I think she did, yeah. Like you said, like she does a very great job at opera, but I think you know what the problem was too. Like she's singing opera, and the band that's accompanying her is like a jazz band. Like you have like a church organ, someone like just playing uh the uh, the ride cymbal. You know, it's like and she's like oh yeah. It was like an acapella version of that that opera singer from uh. The Fifth Element. It just didn't, didn't work. Yeah, it was it was odd. And American Beauty was not really an opera song. Uh, no. Now, they had salt and pepper there. Like, why didn't we get salt and or pepper to sing the song? Why I'd not? rather hear Mean Gene sing that song again. Like that was rough. That was a rough listen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So we're off to a rough start, but we kick it off. Then we have a big pop for this new tag team, the Allied Powers. They don't even have this name yet, but they will be called the Allied Powers in the near future. The British Bulldog is now with Lex Luger because Lex is not going to be your WWF champion ever. ever. That was proven it the previous year, and ever since then, Lex has just been floating around. I think that was a smart decision. Yeah. And the, they tried. They gave him a bus and everything, and it just didn't work. <laughs> the Lex <laughs> Express. Go around there shaking babies and kissing hands and doing nice things, Lex. Just trying to re- relive that Hulk Hogan era and shit. He's so vascular. Yeah. yeah. It just didn't work. Vincent is big dudes that he likes so much. Well, I mean, it, 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 would, it would be hard to replace Hogan because he was at, not just big, but he's also charismatic. And you can't teach charisma to somebody. You yep. know, say what I mean, Hulk Hogan's pretty much a dick, but he can get a crowd of people to like him. That's a that's an interesting task, you know, and he, he's he's he nailed it. it. Like to this day, like. He can come back after using the N word and stuff like that, and people are gonna applaud him. You know, they 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 want him to win. There's people, something yeah, charming. People are about willing him. to forgive him. Yeah, yeah. Lex doesn't have an ounce of that when he talks. He's like, Ooh. well, let, let's be clear. There's a lot of um, white male celebrities his age <laughs> that we all love that said nigga before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I didn't think he was the only yeah, one on the well, list. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just saying, like, charisma is an interesting thing because, yeah, yeah you you could. It was the same with like cult leader, leaders. You know, like they can bring bring into your cult and make you worship an alien that you'll never meet. I was voted most likely to have a cult in Aww. high school. And they just called it best leader or something. I don't. Know. <laughs> That's how I took it. Still, I was voted it. most likely to shoot. A bunch of people. I'm glad we're friends. Yeah, I'll never <laughs> shoot. I'll never shoot y'all. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. I am thinking about starting a hate group though. Okay. All right. I'll, so I'll not with race or gender, just people who give unsolicited opinions. That's all. Well, you know what you should do. What? That was that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unsolicited opinion. Yeah, we could cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cut a lot of that. <laughs> I kind of liked it. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know what happened. Anyway. Oh, two more albums came out in 1995. <laughs> We're on track here, guys. Oh, We're doing man. great. No, but I got to I got to I got to I got to mention these albums. I'm sorry. Okay. Um 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 I can't think of the name of their album right now, but uh Looney's um, I got five on it. That single, that was a big hit. And oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's a weed, weed smoker classic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shit. Um, AZ's um, Do or Die, classic hip-hop album. Got to check that out. Check it out if you never heard it before. Also, um, Bone Thugs and Harmony, East 1999, mm. Eternal. That also came out in 95. That was the first hip-hop group I went nuts over as a kid. That's all. That's all I got to say. Yeah. 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 All right. And I miss my uncle, Charles, y'all. That was good. That was good. I'm sorry. No, that was good. That was, that was my dog. <laughs> but have you ever seen that? I know we're getting sidetracked, but that uh, <laughs> that Key and Peele uh, sketch broke Bones of Thugs in Harmony, whereas the music video, they're just broke. It's probably one of my favorite sketches they ever did. I haven't seen that. 
Oh, I'll show it to you. I'll post it on the Facebook page so we all can watch. <laughs> and right. I miss my Uncle Charles, y'all. All right, I'm sorry. Let's go. Let's keep it moving. You want to keep it moving? Let's right. keep it moving. I'm sorry. All right. No, no, no worries. I mean, this match one wasn't to talk about anyways. It's the Allied Powers <laughs> versus the Blue Brothers. That's B-L-U. Yeah. No E. Like blue like the dog from the Fern movie. Okay. Where Red Fern Grows. Oh, it's a book that I read, yeah. Oh, it's a book? Yeah, it was a book first. <laughs> Whatever. I don't read. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, it's kind of. All right, the Blue Brothers are uh, two twin brothers. Uh, the guys, you guys probably know them better as like, Skull and Eight Ball from DOA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but in this one, they're playing the kind of hillbillies. And they have, interestingly enough, a guy who made his return as the same character, like, 12, 15 years later. Uh, if my math is correct. Uncle Zeb, played by Dutch Mantel. Dutch Mantel, really interesting wrestler. Did a lot of stuff in Puerto Rico, a lot of stuff in Memphis. Uh, but he played Uncle Zeb as, as Jack Swagger's manager. Yeah, yeah. So Uncle Zeb here... Made his wrestling, the character made his debut and then disappeared with the Blue Brothers because nobody gave a shit about him. Uh, but the gimmick is they're two big hillbilly twins. You can't tell them apart. Yeah, Vince foreshadows this this gimmick so hard because I was like, ah, oh, they're two brothers and you can't tell them apart unless they're standing right next to each other. Then I kind of can tell them apart, but you can't when they're separated. Except for those tattoos. The tattoo. They aren't exactly the and same. They're not, I mean, the facial hair is similar, but not exactly. But all refer everybody knows referees can't see tattoos. Yeah. I mean, that's science. It's something with the stripes. <laughs> so the Allied Powers come out flexing, and they take on the Blues Brothers, and they get the win, of course. They're the new big tag team. They, you know, just two powerhouses is the gimmick, and they both have, like, the American flag and the British flag, respectively, on their tights. Uh, they mentioned some World War II references. That was so weird. It's because it's relevant, um, I guess. And uh, yeah, the it, the right. finish was pretty cool. Uh, the it, the British bulldog gets the tag from behind and does like the uh, sunset flip off the top rope. Bulldog was working hard this match. He was like, it was a good. I mean, he he's amazing. Like he's such a great wrestler. Uh, he was working hard this match. It was a great finish. There are some fun stories, though, like behind-the-scenes stories about this tag team. Uh, later on, they would fight uh, Owen Hart in some matches, and Owen would go up real easy for, like, the, the, the suplex that the Bulldog is famous for, right? Yeah. And then he'd tag in Lex, and Owen wouldn't help him at all. Just be, like, a dead weight. <laughs> So, like, Lex is struggling, and Bulldog's like, I got him up easy. Maybe you should go back to the gym, do a few more push-ups or something, you know? <laughs> Just, like, messing with Lex. <laughs> what, is yeah. what is that accent? I don't know. It's terrible. <laughs> I can't go into accents. <laughs> I'm already in the negative. This is how I talk normally. Uh, you sound like the guy from Di Diane Wood. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they used to mess with Lex Luger a lot. Um but yeah, it's just a it's kind of a slow start to the WrestleMania in my opinion. I don't, I wouldn't have put this out first. But what'd you guys think? It I mean it got 
the British Bulldog out there. It's a good. Yeah, it's good to welcome him back. I mean, yeah, he's been gone. He's been WCW. And honestly, the the DOA wasn't that bad to watch. I thought they did a pretty decent job. They were interesting. It was great. The crowd was into it. Yeah, what kind of made me into it? You know, I'm a British Bulldog fan. Yeah, I like the Bulldog. Not um, as much Lex Luger, but you know. yeah, I, I could have done without Lex. I like. I like the the brothers as the the bikers later on. I, I like them like this, the the twin bikers and had their heads shaved and everything. Uh, uh, but yeah, with how heavy Vince sold that we can't tell them apart, you knew that was going to be a thing. And this is the only problem I have with this particular WrestleMania. Vince is doing a lot of shit that he's already done. We've already seen like you can't tell them apart, so they might play old switcheroo with you. Killer Bees, Doink the Clown. They did that with Demolition. It yeah. was so mm-hmm. stupid with uh, Crush, yeah. Axe, and uh, Smash. Yeah. We can't tell them apart we, when they wear the mask. Like we One dude's like three feet taller than the other two guys. Like Yes, he can. And, I believe and that more, one is Crush. Really, what gave it away? <laughs> and more fit than the other two guys. Yeah, yeah. One significantly older than the other two. Oh, uh, whatever. Yeah, well, one's coming right. out on a rascal. <laughs> we know who the <laughs> fuck he is. Uh so yeah, we got that going on. Uh, th- there's also a running uh, bit that that's, that reminded me of WrestleMania four. Um, so I guess Pamela Anderson's supposed to be one of the guest stars, and we do see it like a a, a vignette before the the start of before that the opera singer of all the celebrities that ever showed up at WrestleMania, and it's a who's n- who of uh <laughs> yeah yeah. There's a few yeah just straight up who. So so apparently the guy behind the guy behind the guy uh, on NYPD Blue, not Jimmy Schmitz or the the, the short guy who showed his ass, uh, some other random the random short guy who showed his ass. Yeah, Sifowitz. It, it was a very famous very famous uh, thing. Like it was the first time you saw a bare ass. It was like a middle aged obviously heavy white guy. They yeah. didn't watch the the pay per view WrestleMania. Ten uh, and, and network TV. Wasn't the guy <laughs> from um Silver Spoons on NYPD Blue? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, that like he he replaced it, uh, Jimmy Smith. Uh, Carlton from Fresh Prince was on Silver Spoons. Yes, he yeah, was. He was. Yeah. He was also uh, in uh, Alfonso. Uh, he was also in a Pepsi commercial with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Get the one where he caught on fire. Um. No, well, well, they got rid of that footage, but you know. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Who? Oh, so, so yeah, yeah. So the bit was he was going around the building trying to find her, just like uh, the guy from Mr. Belvedere was trying to do with uh, Vanna White during WrestleMania Four. Yeah, but this guy's an actual cop. Okay, okay, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But it just feels like the joke is, "Where's the hot girl? I bet she's fucking." What? <laughs> can't never, find her. I never deduced that. Oh, the way he says it, yeah. Like you gotta find Vanna. She's out there fucking. <laughs> well, they do go back to like the dressing, the heel dressing room, and he's standing there, and like you see, like the entire million dollar corporation, a very underrated stable, in my opinion, and maybe a little bit before its time. But I like the million dollar man as the heel, the, the manager. Uh, and then Jenny McCarthy shows up, fucking. Wearing black because she's with the villain, Sean, uh, like she's a Shawn Michaels fan. Uh, but Pamela Anderson, who was quote, I mean literally Shawn Michaels trophy from the Royal Rumble, 
That's what she was. <laughs> oh, wow. He won the Royal Rumble, and that was a part of the gimmick. You get a title match and Pamela Anderson to, like, walk you to the ring. So that's why she's there, and that's why everybody's looking for her. Jenny McCarthy is a surprise appearance, and she's a big Sean fan. So Sean says he's going he's gonna to walk out with her and Pam. But Pam is yet to be seen. Back to the ring after way too long, just like we digressed. <laughs> Razor Ramon with the one, two, three kid and some Bruce Lee pajamas, taking on Jeff Jarrett with who would be known as the roadie later, uh, the road dog later on, but now he's just the, the roadie. Because mm-hmm. he is the greatest country music singer of all time and using that IC title to get his album selling better. I think this match is probably the second best match of the night. Agreed. Agreed. I thought the match was good. I, I didn't... The photographers around ringside distracted me some. Uh, especially like when Razor tries to run to the ring. I liked Razor's promo at the beginning. Like the kid starts talking and Razor's... He had lost the IC title and was pissed about it. So he's not even talking. And he just said, you just hear him say, no, let's just go. He, yeah. And he comes out and he looks pissed. Takes off his jacket and stuff and runs into the ring. But he has to like stop because there's... 40 fucking cameramen just standing there like idiots. And then they get out of the way, and then he slides in, and they proceed to beat up on the roadie and Jeff Jarrett, and then the fireworks go off, which is always the cool look for Razor. Right. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, it looked kind of weird. That that didn't flow very good. Yeah, it's <laughs> it good. didn't flow well. It's like he run there, he stopped. Oh, oh go away for his camera, yeah. and they waiting in the ring like, oh, oh. And then, and then by yeah. the time they waiting for him to get in the ring, they could have like already. Yeah. Like, Jeff is no longer surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not surprised he anymore. That, yeah. He lost that element a long time ago. Yeah. So, uh... But, no, the match was good. Uh, they went back and forth. And J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T um, is taking a good ass whooping, for the most part, I think, uh, until he work, starts working the knee, which is kind of a running story. But, yeah, what I like about this, though... You can see the influences of both, like, Flair, as far as it comes to, like, um, I always thought Jeff Jarrett tried to emulate Flair when he performed. Like, he did the the, the scissor walk thing uh, without the woo at the end. Uh, figure four, like, the way he took bumps and stuff like that. So you can see a lot of Flair influence. I don't, I, and I don't think, I wouldn't call it copying, per se, because, like, he did a lot of cool stuff, like sliding under Razor's legs and stuff like that. And Razor... Kind of remind me of uh, Jake the Snake during this match, this this particular match, um, going for the pin really quick, uh, as we saw. I think it was like WrestleMania four or five, when when Jake wanted to either defend his title or get the title off of. I think maybe Rick Rude. He was just trying to pin him as fast as possible, and I just like that. Like that feels real to me. You know, you have a goal, you're pissed off, you just want to just take care of business. That's how you do. You don't fuck around. You go for the pin. You go for a roll-up. You're not trying to showboat. And it, it, that made it fun. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Like, a Razor did go. It, that was, like, the story. He wanted his belt back, and he was going. He was trying to get the belt back. I, know, I, I did want to. Like, I do remember in my. I have it in my notes. Like, Razor. Like, yeah, he came out looking cool as shit, I thought. Like, he was, like. And, like, it reminded me. Like, he was probably that first cool. Like, literally, they called him the bad guy. And even when he was a heel, he was at that first cool heel, which became a huge thing later on in the 90s. And it's still today, I guess. But yep. he was, I think he kind of the blueprint for that. That guy who is not a good guy, but. Yeah, the anti-hero. Yeah. 
Um, he was like the Deadpool. <laughs> I don't I know love, why. But, I love Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. I fucks with Deadpool too. But one thing I don't fucks with is the end of this match. Disqualification. <laughs> That's a good segue. Like, some well bullshit. Done. That was some bullshit, man. This this match deserved a winner and a loser. I agree. Totally. Like like a real winner and a loser, like a, yeah. like a, a pinfall or submission. That's what this match deserved. It was that dope. I don't know if they were just trying to like still build the story up, but like WrestleMania is the place where you like like mat like a match of this a match of this level. With the with these level of like uh, superstars, you need to there, there needs a pinfall submission. Like the first match could have been like a disqualification. You know what I'm saying? This one it shouldn't been a disqualification. That was some bullshit. Yeah, that pissed there, me off. There were there there were stakes for this match. There was a story, and we didn't get a conclusion or anything. And I I totally agree with you, Jake. But like, man. And before we started watching all these WrestleManias, I would have totally agreed with you. But, man, this seems like WrestleMania is a place for disqualifications. I would probably want to see, like, the data of how many matches there have been and how many ended in disqualifications. I think every time is bullshit. Um, and it's really lazy storytelling. And it's kind of disappointing. And, like, this is a great example. Like you said, like, this is a great match. It deserved an ending. Not to mention... You know, this is pay per view. We paying all this money for yeah. fucking disqualification, yeah, back then, man. Like, and like, fuck out of here, man. The same thing that happened last time. The roadie hits Razor in the knee, and they they did this at Royal Rumble. Roadie hit the guy in the knee. This in that match though, his knee gave out and he got pinned. At least somebody got pinned. Yeah. This time he just does it and he gets disqualified. And that wasn't supposed to happen because we got the one two three kid. Dressed up like a Coke dealer from the 80s. <laughs> and, and his little Coke pajamas. Like, his little Coke pajamas. That's perfect. <laughs> like an extra in The Last Dragon and shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the power. <laughs> got the glow. And he seemed just... All we missing is uh, who, Vanity, Abalone. Which one was in it? I forgot which one was in that bitch. Anyway. The kid seemed kind of lost on the outside, to be honest. Like... There was a couple of moments where he would he stopped Jeff Jarrett and threw him back in the ring over the photographers. All right, whatever. But then like he tries to cheat and Razor's distracting the ref and he's gonna like uh, crotch Jeff Jarrett on the ring post and Jarrett's just like no get the fuck off me and just like kicks him away and the kid goes down. Uh, I mean he just kind of got shat on. Uh, but after the match, after this terrible finish. The kid gets in the ring and goes to ass whooping on both Jeff Jarrett and the roadie, and he is pretty excited because man, that leg, that basically a leg clothesline, a spinning leg clothesline to Jeff Jarrett, mm-hmm. bust his nose wide open. Yeah, I don't think Jarrett liked that because uh, he jumped back in that ring later on and kind of clocked the kid. I guess gave him a receipt. Uh, there's a lot of. Scuffling, 20 referees, Rene Goulet and Razor and Jeff are fighting, and then Jeff does an interview, a good interview, I think, on the way out with Jim Ross, who has been, for some odd reason, relegated to just talking to people for like two minutes in the aisle way. So, yeah, the commentary in this was uh, <laughs> a little rough. I, I do I do like Jerry the King as a, as a commentator. I've always – he's corny, and I, I – he corny, and he, yeah. and he, and he, and he, he's just corny, and he's contradicting himself all the time, like with like 
being on the side of the villain, like they cheated, but like or like saying like the uh, the face cheated when the villain cheated like a motherfucker. Right. It's great. It's very great. And like I used to get really like I get so angry like as a kid <laughs> at Jerry yeah. King Lawler. It's like you are such a fucking asshole. Shut yeah. the fuck up. What are you talking You're about? A hypocrite. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, not true. Yeah. That's not true. Shut the fuck up. But, but then, but then, like, oh, he, he's just playing that. He just, yo, yeah, he just, he's, he's just he's playing this position. He's great know? at his character. He's yeah. great. My favorite thing is though, like, every once in a while he'll do a joke, and Vince will try to sell it, and Vince has his selling laugh, like, ha 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 ha. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> makes me sound laugh. like an unamused Tony the Tiger. <laughs> I like the. Uh, I like that. Right. I, I, she's I, I, fucking. I like that. <laughs> Want to see a snake? I like that voice, Jerry. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, oh, we're gonna see a snake. <laughs> I'm sorry. Translation: We're gonna see somebody's dick. <laughs> we're gonna see someone's dick. Come on, Pam. We're gonna see some. Por- uh, uh, we're gonna see uh, some uh. porno dick. No. <laughs> some porno dick. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, yeah. Cut that out, Bob. Anyway, um, we'll see if I remember. I like. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, um, I don't forgot what the fuck I was gonna say, man. Sorry, man. All these innuendos and shit. That was weird not shit. An that was just a blanket <laughs> statement. Blanket. <laughs> fuck, man. Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> bullshit. God, you were talking about Jerry. I the ain't King fucking Lawler. with y'all no more, man. You were talking y'all, about Jerry the King Lawler. I ain't fucking joking around. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just like. One thing I love about Jerry King Lawler that I miss with his commentary is when, um, like, when something fucked up happened, he'll make that noise like, ah! or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he do that little happy oh, scream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny as hell. Ah! Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it right, but you know. no, you you nailed it, man. That was good. <laughs> you know, before we wrap uh, the the second match up, because there's only seven on this card, so we get we can spend a little more time and digress as much as we freaking want to. It's our show, but. <laughs> There's uh, no time limit on this thing. We can go for hours. You people we, are listening. You'll listen to us long as we talk. Look <laughs> <laughs> from there. Um, you talked about Jeff Jarrett, you know, being in your mind kind of like an imitation Ric Flair, right? Uh, and I agree. Like, as a kid, I thought like the blonde hair, the figure four, and like the strut. Come to find out, he was doing a like he was doing the Jackie Fargo strut, which is uh, the guy who made Jerry the King the King. Oh, okay. Um, that's what the the scissor hand thing is. Yeah, because uh, uh, Brutus did the same thing. Like that's a, I know that's not strictly a flair thing, but that's the first person I remember. Doing I always it. think of too. Yeah, and then, and then with the figure four and the hair. I mean, it's just kind of. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, there were there really were. Uh, I always wanted to see Jeff Jarrett and Ric Flair fight because of that, like the figure four gimmick. Oh yeah, I, like yeah. I'm surprised they didn't do that in like WCW. Yeah. What? Yeah, they they always had them on weird terms. It was always weird. Um, you know what else was weird? The urn. So Undertaker oh, is now yeah. Purple Taker. <laughs> this is my least favorite Undertaker. I, I hated those weird th- socks things. Like, get to do some boots. Look like he murdered a grape. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out, and the urn is now supersized, because why the fuck not? And it has been stolen by the Million Dollar Corporation, because you want to get somebody's attention, steal their magical dead parent container. I don't know what's in there. No one knows what's in the urn, and that's what they want to find out. 
But the Million Dollar Man actually drops it. <laughs> the Undertaker's walking to the ring. Um, but King Kong Bundy, representing the Million Dollar Corp, is going to take on Undertaker. And he's going to add one more to his streak. We all know how that ends. Yeah. Um, but Bundy being back, I was appreciative of. I like King Kong I, Bundy. I miss Bundy. You know, when, when I was a kid, I just remembered there was more Bundy during this era. like, or Or even until this era, I should say. And... Just going back to the WrestleManias, we saw him like what twice. Yeah, he he was actually gone for. It was like third. It was be his third. Period. Yeah, this right. is a third time. Yeah, one, two, and then, a, yeah, one, two, and now. Then he was around for like a little while, but then disappeared. But like, yeah, in my head, he was he wasn't gone for nearly as long as he was, and I think that's because he was when wrestling when wrestling started hitting it big. You know, he's one of the first figures they put out. Oh. Uh, I mean, he's one of those iconic names. Like when I mentioned it to Amber, I was like, "Remember King Kong Bundy?" She's like, "Oh, where's King Kong Bundy?" You know, she remembers that name, and it—he's just one of those characters that stands. It was out. always that thing. If you want to describe someone as tall, you always compared him to Andre. If you want to say big, it was King Kong Bundy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think having King Kong in the name too helped yeah. with that persona. But yeah, King Kong Bundy just sounded like an episode of Married with Children. He was King on Kong. an episode of Married with Children. He yeah. was. Yes, yeah. he was. Wow. He was on a lot of things. He was in movies. Like he was, he, the shit. He was so recognizable. It was easy to just to mm-hmm. plug in. Oh, here's your wrestling guy. And he had that hot dog on the back of his neck. Yeah, he, he had a full pack of hot dogs on the back of his neck. <laughs> a huge roll. Yeah. I got he had a bump cake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was a big dude. Uh, the match I thought was all right. You know, Bundy's a little bit slower now. He's a little bit older, but still, they they put on the good match. The thing I didn't like again, the freaking story. Undertaker wants to get the urn back. So during the match, there's a struggle, and they get the urn back. But then just another guy from Man on Man Stable goes out and kicks Paul Bear in his belly and takes the thing and then just walks away. Yeah. Uh, so the urn's gone again. The noise Paul Bear makes. Oh! <laughs> like the Pillsbury Doughboy jacking off. Sounds like Mr. Bill. <laughs> oh, no! No! Oh, Undertaker. Oh. It sounded like Miss Doubtfire. It was a drive-by fruiting. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the urn is now gone again, so nothing's actually going to be solved with this match. Motherfucking urn shit. Like I, I literally thought for a while there while watching this WrestleMania, I was like, is Pat Patterson still employed? And then I, you see him later on. Of but, course, yeah. But I just feel like, it, like if he was in the role that he was – you know, helping some of these matches out, they wouldn't have had so much confusion or yeah. just non-endings. Well, I would like to congratulate Papa Shango for running out to the ring when he was supposed to. and He was doing, on time. He was on time. He did his thing. Did, did what he was supposed to. Did his spot. Good call. He was on time. He was, comma. Papa yeah. Shango is still late. Comma was there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, this is a a real Shog G versus uh, Humpty situation. (laughs) Comma, the Supreme Fighting Machine is always on time. So after the the match, I love the thing. Like, oh, what are you going to do with the urn? I'm going to melt it down and make a necklace of it. You want to look a copper necklace? What the fuck? It's going to shoot light out of it like the urn does. I'm going to have a green neck on Wednesday. I like wearing soles around my neck like Papa Shango would, but I don't know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he late. 
Um, so yeah, so the taker gets the win. The urn is still gone. Nothing has changed. Thank you for the thirty dollars. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Owen yeah. Hart comes out to the. Here's ring. your piece of shit pay per view. <laughs> yeah. Again, like, like yeah, yeah man. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna say I was disappointed in this WrestleMania a lot for a lot of things, but yeah. uh, this next match is not one of them, and nor was the interview with the All Pro Team. We had we went backstage again. <laughs> we went backstage again. No, you can't do it now. <laughs> Jake jaked it. He <laughs> jaked that moment. So, <laughs> why don't we get the silver out? You can throw it down the <laughs> stairs. Like, <laughs> just like Jake freezes. Like, uh. <laughs> Hand cookie jar caught you. <laughs> That bubble wrap, nothing. got a videotape one of these one time because the face jake makes fucking kills me when he like he bumps the mic what i was just like i was like like yeah. <laughs> uh, like uh, i got caught uh, oh man like i caught my dick out and shit <laughs> oh shit all right come out right. huh i grab some more whiskey or no yeah yeah, sure. yeah. so up next, we have an interview with the All Pro Team, Lawrence Taylor's backup squad, featuring Mongo McMichaels, Ugh. who many of you know from WCW, and he tears it up, baby doll, with his promo. I think Bob feels differently, <laughs> just shaking his head. <laughs> Man, he looked like his balls dropped halfway through that sentence. Like, I don't know. <laughs> He looked like he looked like a goddamn Scooby Doo character, like an extra. I didn't. I've never been a Mongo fan. What? Uh, him being part of the Four Horsemen pissed me off. I still okay. Like, I didn't like him as a horseman. That's why everybody got to turn on his wife. Okay, I might cut that one off. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whiskey talk. Ah, you looking to get your ass? <laughs> no, nah, that ain't the whiskey talk. You ain't drinking enough of that shit yet, motherfucker. Fuck Mongo actually had a great line about that though, because somebody's his ex-wife is like, "Yeah, she done lost her scholarship <laughs> when she left him." Oh. Uh, uh, she had quite the great line too. <laughs> yeah. Mm. 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 Anywho, Reggie White's there, former UT Vol Hall of Famer, and then two other guys that I don't know who the freak they were and don't really care. Uh, what was your least favorite line of this interview? I believe the "Where's that cigar store Indian?" one man said, referring <laughs> to Tatanka, the real Native shit. American. Who is na- <laughs> oh my god! Uh, don't know how. You, well, you could tell that was written. 
for him. Like he, they all went one by one down the yeah. list. You know, somebody was even picking on poor <laughs> Ivan Koloff. Yeah, they, a WrestleMania like, wouldn't be a WrestleMania without some racist, racist some racist comments, right, some right. some wild shit, something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, WrestleMania, you got disqualifications, you got B celebrities, and you got a little bit of racism. Yeah. <laughs> Keep them guessing, uh, yeah. pal. This this lineup kind of reminded me of the the hockey players from Letterkenny. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that show. Well, so all much. of them just pretty much said in the old promo, whatever the fuck interview this was. They all all uh, LTs like homies. They all saying like. Like, we're right here. Come get us. That's all they said. Each of them said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. right here. Right here. Right here. Come get us. I'm going to get a hot dog later on. But for now, we're right here. Come get us. Come and get us. Come and get us. We're right here. Come get us. You looking for us? Right here. Come get us. That's all they were saying. Yeah. No. And the heels were right there in their room with Jenny McCarthy. Why would they leave? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't leave either. She's Shit. fucking. Yeah. <laughs> there we She's go again. Fucking. Uh, and she could get me a date on Singled Out. Mm-hmm. Now, up next, after this interview and the racist Indian comments, uh, or Native American comments, is that? I guess that's what I should say. I mean, the comment he made said that word. Right? Um, It was just, it was just, it was at the very end, too, that this guy just pokes his head in there and just drops it. And it's like, ah! You know, they're at least getting by. But, yeah. (sighs) But then right after this, don't we, um... Business picks up. As Jr. would say, because Owen Hart's in the ring, and he is still the bad guy, the King of Hearts, and he has been wanting a tag team title match, but he doesn't have a, you know, a part of a tag team. That was the problem. Oh wait, hold on one second. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, but like, what the? After that promo with the uh, LT's homies, didn't that go right into the um, the weird shit with Bob Backlund and um? JTG. Oh, you are right. <laughs> I'm so glad that we brought this. <laughs> so in case you're wondering what happens backstage at a wrestling event, at least in 95, a man in a bathrobe would take a young child into a dark room to play games with him. In a dark room. <laughs> in a dark In a dark room. And then quiz him on random trivia. Yeah, Bob Backlund is playing chess with the guest timekeeper for the main for the title match, JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement, and Tom and Hook, another movie that came out in 1995. There I, you go, that you I got it in with, there. That I fucks with. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, he was a big name at the time, child acting, and he's playing chess with Bob Backlund. He wins. Bob Backlund loses his shit, and uh, you know plays the crazy Backlund character. It's just odd that a young boy is sitting in a dark room with a man in a bathrobe. Back to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Owen Hart is going to announce his mystery tag team partner so he can finally get his tag team title match. And he chooses the man who did what he always wanted to take the world title from his brother Brett. Yoko Zuna. Big surprise. Loved this tag team, right? The pairing, like Owen yeah. Hart and Yoko, thought that was very complimentary. And it was great for Owen's character because Yoko would do all the, the heavy lifting. I guess pun not intended, but enjoyed. And 
Owen would just take the gl glory. So it was great. It was great. Um, they're taking on the smoking guns who cut a promo just for going out and look very unconfident of their ability to beat Yokozuna. <laughs> they, look, they look shook. They look shook. As <laughs> they look shook. Yeah. Uh, we thought it was going to be a number of different people. We did not expect Yokozuna, but I think we can do this. We we have a. Uh, I mean, law of probability states that. Fifty percent. And we do depends that. if you count Yoko as one or two. <laughs> Damn, he came out looking big. Yoko was big. Uh, Yoko's not in the best shape, but he's in good enough shape to do some damage. And he eats that bonsai drop on Billy Gunn. You hear the air come out of his lungs. He just, <laughs> <laughs> thought he might have killed him. Um, and then Owen pulls him out. Fakes for the sharpshooter and gets the pin. So we have new tag team champions, Owen Hart. That's actually one of that actually one of my favorite <laughs> moments. Of, that's not, not one. That's my favorite moment of WrestleMania when uh, Yokozuna does a bonsai drop and then um, Owen he's about to go for the sharpshooter and he's like then he thinks he's like wait. This motherfucker just got buzz like I'm just gonna pin this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he was like he was like, uh, uh oh, no, I'm gonna pin him. Yeah. <laughs> That's all was. I mean, we're, we're good here. He's not nah, we good. We 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 don't need no extra shit. I'm just gonna pin him. We gonna get these tag champions. And then like, you know what I'm saying. And then Owen takes both titles and celebrates. It was great. Yeah. 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 He, he he starts to go for it. Looks at him. He's like, no, he's not even conscious. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take this, take this one. It was great. Our business is done. Um. Later on, I remember Yoko would always hit that big leg drop. And I think he did it on one per I think he did it on somebody when Owen had him in the sharpshooter. It was awesome. Wow, that looked cool. Uh, yeah, I just I, I remember this tag team so vividly. Uh, the Smoking Guns were awesome, and to their credit, were a great tag team as well. The gimmick was kind of silly, but both good guys worked well together. Uh, Billy Gunn with that mustache looked like a young Sam Elliott. I agree. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did catch myself laughing and being like, what the fuck? Like, he looked like the porn version of Sam Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Elliott Long. Uh, that's the best I could come up with. On top of my head. <laughs> okay. They came out, remember they came out to the ring. They used to have those pop guns, but now they don't have the pop guns anymore for some reason. So they're just doing finger guns all the way to the ring. And Bad <laughs> object work. Horrible object work. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. So. They would twirl them and put them in their non-existent holsters it was it was hilarious in a bad way but smoking guns lose the titles they get them back later on when Sonny's with them but for now we have yoko and owen to look forward to and the crowd was actually really excited about it and i was too my favorite match of the, the whole card to be honest with you yeah this match up there too this one this and um the fucking um Razor and Jeff Jarrett joint. That, that, that's, that even good. those with DQ. Everything before Vince, that. Right? Vince. Oh. Even though that DQ was fucking stupid, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> no one wins. <laughs> Except for my pocket. It's still a great match. Anyway, sorry. Go no, ahead. yeah, you're, you're okay. You can be angry. Yeah, I went, fuck you, Vince. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you cool, Vince, but. After the guns <laughs> have been, uh, you know, smited by Owen and primarily Yoko, they go to Bam Bam Bigelow in the back for another interview. There's a lot of interviews in this thing. 
and not a lot of matches. Uh, I thought Bam Bam did great. Yeah. They had the Kmart. What did you call it? The Kmart Jamie Kennedy. Oh, God. I, Kmart Jamie Kennedy. guy. Man, he should be, I don't know, doing the home version of fucking Double Dare or something. He's his corny ass. I can't stand that dude. Yeah, I didn't really like him that much either, to be honest with you. Um, we also get a shot from the Stratex blimp during this little break. Which is like, how big was that blimp? It was like two like party balloons taped together <laughs> with a fan. I don't know, man. <laughs> I miss the indoor blimps. They don't have those anymore. Yeah, they're called drones. <laughs> yeah. We get, what's it, Jerry King Lawrence? That Strat, because the Strat X was like the zip pad at the time. Yeah. And he's like, that should be in the one, two, three kids locker room. Why is that, Jerry? And he's like, because there's so many pimples on his forehead, he can play connect the dots. Ha, 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 You got me. Uh, <laughs> and then up next, we have an announcement for a special guest referee. So for the second WrestleMania in a row, refereeing a Bret Hart match is Roddy Rowdy Piper. This is an I Quit match, and he's taking on Bob Backlund. The guy who we mentioned before was in the dark room with the child. <laughs> Not just any child. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan yeah. Taylor Thomas. A child of prominent name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's an I quit match. So they, to win, they specifically state that the loser must say, I quit into the microphone. The microphone of which they speak is not cordless. Yeah. And, being, and during that announcement being held by Howard Finkel, who's bald again. Yeah, the hair club for men stopped. Did, did not. Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> didn't stay on there. You got to keep going. It's a program. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to what you just said, like watching this match uh, with a with a corded microphone and the gimmick of you have to say in the microphone really made things difficult for P- Piper. Yeah. And I, he clearly didn't really know how to referee this match. And again, this is when I said like last time, like I love Roddy Piper. I hate him as a referee because because he's Roddy Piper. Yeah. And it's going to take away from the match, no matter if he's just standing there. And yeah, he's the brightest star in that ring. And everything next to him is going to look slightly dimmer. That's <laughs> fucking physics. And as big as Bret Hart was, <laughs> uh, that's the whiskey talking. <laughs> it's fucking fucking physics. Oh, talk physics. No, that's physics. No. That's physics. <laughs> that's if physics teachers was like you, I would have took physics. <laughs> Roddy Piper. <laughs> All you physics teachers out there, incorporate Roddy Piper into your shit. More people will get Roddy A's Piper goes down a slide at three miles per hour. <laughs> 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 With or without the kilt? That's the question, you see. Uh-huh. There's air air drag. Mm-hmm. That's physics. <laughs> what the fuck, man? So, that, I thought they did... A, I mean, they had a decent match. They told the story, but uh, the, the microphone and Piper asking for, like, when somebody gets clotheslined, what do you say? What do you say? That yeah, drove repetitive. me crazy. Uh, it, it was... I just... I felt like it was just thrown together like this was not thought out. I I, I kind of disagree. I think the, the, the move was an antagonist move and was supposed to get everybody on... Against Piper? Not, not against Piper, but like... It's that thing, if you repeat a pattern after a while, it catches on. 
and I think that's what it wasn't performed properly. Um, and you, like you said, like it, it should have been used more for as a spice than it was for a main course. It was just too much. But I can see what he was doing. But yeah, I was watching this at work. So when I'm doing that, I'm like building a car and I don't get, you know, I'm listening to it more than I'm watching it. And yeah, this him. What are you saying? <laughs> I don't know why my Piper sounds like an old lady. Yeah. Was that, was that Ray, Ray Romano's mom? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves Piper. What you Somebody's doing? drying their laundry on yeah. a clothesline in New York. Do you give? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can see what they were trying to do. I just don't. I just think there was too many technical things working against it being pulled off correctly. Yeah. The submission match two years from now featuring Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin was much better done. Yeah. Uh, it had a guest referee too. We'll but get there. Well, and we'll be there sooner enough. But Bret Hart gets his revenge on Bob Backlund. He puts him in his own hold and locks that shit in pretty tight. In Bret Hart's book, he said that Bob was always pretty stiff at that thing, so he got him back when he in this match. Oh, I like that. And he locked it in there and like that's a Bob was having a hard time speaking, but specifically to say I quit, Bob pronounces I quit as, yeah. <laughs> I think you said yeah. No, he said no. That, 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 no, no, he said yeah. But he was saying yeah. He was trying to say yeah. yeah. Like, do you quit? Yeah. But he said, we was like, yeah. What do you say? Yeah. Like little John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What? Oh, oh, man. I love that. It looked good, though. It looked, it, that whole, like, crazy. I, I actually I actually do love that finish. The cross-faced chicken wing. Yeah. Um, X-Pac used it for a brief time in WCW. I remember that, yes. Called it the Buzz Killer. And I, 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 I like good. that finish. I like that as a finish hold. Like, um, this ma- and the wrestling in the match was fine. It was just, the, yeah, it was very distracting with the, the, the cord and the mic and, and the yeah, instead of I quit. And then we go back to JR and Bob Backlund in the, in the aisle way. And he says, Mr. Backlund, I never thought I'd hear you say I quit. Well, you fucking didn't. Um, but Backlund just stares off at the lights and talks about presidents or something and wanders away. I have to go find another boy to play chess with. <laughs> I gotta, we gotta find a child for right. my, my locker room. Where's my bathrobe? Uh, and we're backstage again. Did I, I can't remember what happened, but they were back there because they were after every match. And, <laughs> and then we come back. Oh, they're still looking for Pam. That's what it was. Where's Pam? It's yeah. time for her to take Sean. Well, the, the first ring. time they looked for Pam, they couldn't get the audio to work, which was kind of an issue for the first hour of the show. Like mm-hmm. trying to figure out how a boom mic would be more effective than a handheld would have, you know. Mm. Yeah, that was kind of surprising for me because the last couple of WrestleManias, as far as like the technical stuff, was pretty clean. And I don't know how they lost the formula of like how to mic something or light it or, you know, just. That's what I was thinking. Like it, it just seemed like they took a step back. I don't know what was going on. If they're using new gear, or it was the it was the building. Imagine, like, but test your shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was off putting. Um, 
But up next, we have the title match, which is not going on last because that's safe for Bam Bam and LT. All right, that's understandable. That's like the most hyped part in the media. Of course, yeah. But this is our first time that WrestleMania is not going to be ended with uh, ending with a title, with a world championship, right? Or at least the champion, who is Diesel. And he comes, uh, Shawn Michaels comes out first with uh, Psycho Sid and Jenny McCarthy. Now, is Psycho Sid hurt at this time? Because we see a lot of him, but he doesn't wrestle. Like, and he doesn't really get involved with the matches too much. I'm kind of surprised. Like, yeah. Yeah, what's up with him? And he, <laughs> yeah, no, wait, what? <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry, man. So, yeah, what's up with him? <laughs> no, yeah, what, yeah, what's up with this motherfucker? No, I'm just saying because he, yeah, he accompanies Shawn Michaels, you know what I'm saying? He's pretty much like took Diesel's place. He gets an awful lot of fucking camera time. Yeah, he does. He's not really put in any work. And then he got camera time in... Another match that we're going to discuss in a bonus episode also, yeah. which is weird. So, like, yeah, that, 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 that. I'm, I'm just bringing that up. Anyway, continue, continue, continue. No, no, you're fine. I, I don't know if he was injured. Um, he, I know he, he's brought back in to the fold here because he had been he, he disappeared for a while. And he came back and he's kind of replaced Diesel mm-hmm. uh, as Shawn Michaels' like, bodyguard. Um, this is... You can definitely tell, like during the backstage interviews and things like that, and the crowd's reaction to Sid. Sean doesn't really like this pairing, and like he is, there's a there's a there's a competition for the for like the attention. And I think Sid was pretty good with that. He did he didn't do much because he didn't. I mean, the crowd was chanting his name, and he's just standing there. They wanted to see Diesel versus Sid. Yeah, because that'd be a great match. They're they're about the same. Like, well, Sid probably they both bigger. use a power bomb. Yeah, they're they're both huge. Um, um, so I think that's kind of why he didn't do a whole lot. He was probably directed that way, um, either by Sean or by the backstage crew. I'd imagine Sean, like, and that must be frustrating, Sean, because you know Sean's amazing, and he earned he he worked his way to get there. But I would imagine that's a Vince thing, like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna want a big guy. Next year, because that's the that that's the fucking thing, right? You need a big guy. Big guys are this nah, business. Shut the fuck up, Vince. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then you know, and then he just resents him because, like, man, I put in. This is his seventh WrestleMania. You know. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, I, and that's the thing. Like, Sean has earned his way to get here. Um, <laughs> Jake, I love you, man. I'm gonna make you edit one of these, Jake. Just so God help me. For all of you listening at home, Jake ball cap tapped the microphone. And he had the look of like some kid who just got caught peeing in the carpet. <laughs> some kid? I don't know. <laughs> Who's this kid peeing? <clears throat> Alex used to pee on the carpet. That's what I got from that story. <laughs> For all for all you guys listening at home, uh, Jake's ball cap touched the microphone, and I felt like he he had a look like I used to have when my parents called me peeing on the carpet. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> I'd rather pee on the carpet than watch Highway to Heaven. So you, you your childhood's still better. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I still haven't heard of this show. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, bonus episode. Yeah, uh, bonus. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Y'all do that on your own. Yeah, I'm, not doing, I'm not doing yeah, that. Bonus episode. Bonus. Bob, you don't want to be the first black man to watch Highway to Hell. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a historic I don't, nope, moment. I don't. Nope. Nope. Make history on this podcast. I don't want that history. I'm good. <laughs> You'll be in Guinness. I'm good. I'm good on that history. I'm good. I'm good on that. <laughs> we need the ratings. I'm good. Well, now if you want to talk about Gilmore Girls, yeah, let's do that. I ain't talking about no Highway to Heaven or whatever the fuck the name of that show is. Anyway, yeah, uh, where we leave off. Um, <laughs> so the match uh, is the title match. Sean and Diesel. They had their relationship. The relationship broke up. You know, they were tag team champions. They were bodyguard, and Sean was like the wrestler when he was the IC champion. Um, now they're rivals. Diesel is a good guy, and he's fight. And then Sean had won the Royal Rumble to get here. Basically, Sean fucked Diesel in this match. That's it. Yeah. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, he wrestled like he was the good guy, and I think that. Diesel being like the Sean had seniority over Diesel as far as being a wrestler and time in WWF, and I think uh, Sean just fucked him over. In now, match. now, when you say Sean fucked him over, you mean like on the like on like like personally, he was like fuck like fuck you, like I'm like even though I'm the you're the face and I'm the heel, like like I'm trying to even like, though we're friends, yeah, I'm gonna get mine. And it's going to be at your expense. Absolutely. That's it. Okay. And that's my only problem. Like, I, I like Shawn Michaels. His performances. He, he is an amazing wrestler. And you can't, you can't get to where he was at without being kind of a shithead. You know, like anybody who's who's made it in wrestling, just the way it's set up. You know, especially someone his size. He's got to do some shady shit, you know? Like, yeah, you got to be selfish. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean... I mean, yeah, that's how you got to be in general to make it. You got to be selfish. Because he started off, yeah. 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 Just, just, a, just a message for people in general. If you want to make it anywhere, not just wrestling, but just anywhere in life, accountant, uh, um, um, head, stock boy at the grocery store, whatever, you got to be selfish. Fuck everybody. <laughs> Motherfuck Everybody. You should be a school counselor. I know, right? <laughs> right. Uh, Tell these kids some see. real but, shit. But what I was saying, like, um, middle school. <laughs> but some people handle it cooler, you know. Like, like The Rock is a good example. He, like, you don't hear a lot of bad stories about him or Nick or Mick Foley. And there's there's people who, you know, who who take care of themselves without having to step on someone else. And I, I. I, I Honestly, I, th- I think that's part of like the art of wrestling is when like you can have a match where somebody loses and somebody wins, and it tells a story. But like both guys still look good at the end of it. You know, no one's Absolutely. really kind of been their position has been shaken. And the problem was with this one, Sean wrestled so much like the good guy that the crowd started turning, and now this guy they've been pushing for almost a year or half a year is like the new big good guy. He doesn't. He can't. He's not. He did. He didn't have the ability to come back from that. Really. Uh, no. Watching this, is I. I understood. Like okay, WCW offered you more money, but with the click being what it was, I didn't. I, I didn't really understand why 
like him and uh, Scott left and and went over there. But like seeing this, I kind of I kind of get it now. You know, like he, when he went to WCW, he became the next Hogan. He like mm-hmm. to me, like Kevin Nash in WCW is the biggest star. Mm-hmm. He is the head of the the NWO. He doesn't need the title. Like that's why he do he did stupid stuff like the finger touch of death and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He didn't. The to him the title was just a prop and that was a big mistake they made by not respecting the title because yeah, it is a prop, but it's an important prop. Yeah. Uh, they, they didn't respect it enough. Uh, but, and when he was, you know, big daddy cool or diesel, he, he was the prop and that was a problem because he, man, he is a great performer. He is probably one of the best, uh, people on the mic you know he's a great interview once he got to be himself yeah yeah so um, so separating him from from sean was probably a great decision for him well as far as being on the mic he's good but he he, he flopped up on the mic in his resume oh a yeah, yeah, yeah 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 he progressed he's still new yeah, yeah, yeah. This year two for him. He had had like and, yeah. three or four years in WCW as like a low grade character with very little TV time. Yeah. Um, and then he came on and he was a bodyguard, so he didn't say much. Right. And then he goes from that within like a four month period, you know, to rest. Well, it's like, you know, six months him wrestling with Sean and winning titles, and then all of a sudden he's a champion. Right. And he's a good guy. So you can't say like, you can't just talk. You got to like make sure to, you know, be a nice person. Yeah, um, which I know we're all fuck Hogan, but Hogan did great. Hogan was great at it. Go, Hogan hits the points. Like when you see Hogan talk, he hits. He promotes himself. He he tells the story. I meant like some of his shit's long winded, and you know could use a good edit. But like he, he he he's the the template for a reason. Yeah, that's a, a good point, Bob. Uh, so that's what. Yeah, I just I I, I didn't like. I, the match I thought was all right. It had some great moments. Uh, I really thought it was interesting how much the crowd really wanted to see Sid. Oh, yeah. And I didn't like how, because I, I think Diesel's even talked about this in some of the interviews, or Kevin Nash has. <laughs> At the end, the power bomb. Shawn Michaels, like you said, is one of the best fucking wrestlers of all time. Arguably the best. And he took a power bomb like a chump. Yeah, he almost, he almost, I thought he, he was. He landed on his feet. I thought, yeah, I, th- I thought it was like part of the bit. I thought he was like breaking out of the power bomb. No, he just, yeah, he just. Yeah. Me over you, motherfucker. Yeah. He, That's how I took it. He landed on his heels and then bounced up. It looked like one of those weird corner things that Flair used to do. <laughs> you know, like. It, he, he landed on, I mean, he just, uh, yeah, he just kind of. And I, I can I can understand him being frustrated and things like that. I, like the Shawn Michaels I like is the one that came back. Like this Shawn yeah. Michaels, I was never a big fan of, because uh, as a kid, like you know, he was that was the one that really competed with Brett. So I, mean, I was no, I was one hundred percent on the Brett side of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then looking back and you hear all these stories, he wasn't the greatest guy at this point in time. Well, uh, but yeah, he, was he ever? Because has he ever? Has he ever got squashed to let to let a newcomer? Get oh, when a good he push? when he came back, I mean, like yeah, he lost matches to like Hunter and a few other and some other and like other people. Yeah, he okay, okay, I, 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 okay. Then that's just my opinion a little bit more because I don't remember him like 
I don't know, like uh, you talking about when he came back later, like later, the, sec- yeah. the second half of Sean's career, like uh, like when, in two thousand two when he came back. Yeah. You talking about uh, that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, that and I and I really think that's the it was that second half of his career that I think built this legacy and this iconic stature. Yeah. Uh, he was great even back here, but he wasn't what he. I mean, he became so much better. I think. Okay. Um, I think, and I think that's because that maybe in his life he was in a better place. Um, but yeah, I just yeah, this match just kind of it just threw me off because he comes out, he's getting booed, and it's almost like the the, the heart Stone Cold is trying to do a double turn almost. I mean, that's what I thought because he's jumping off the top rope, doing all these things. Like he has the sympathy, and you know, going into a match when you're smaller and the good guy's a bigger guy. Oh yeah, the optics. You have a difficult task yeah. of like making the ba- the good guy look like he. I mean, ha- get sympathy and like be yeah, like, because if you are twice as big as somebody. And you're trying to act like the good guy, but you are the bigger threat. That's a that's a hard story to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and I, I think that I think the match they did it in was a, a few months later at SummerSlam when it was him and Brett. That was a great match. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, like Brett kind of gets aggressive with him and works the leg, and so he's like on his back a lot of the time. Um, Wait, uh, which one? You know, I believe it was a SummerSlam or Survivor Series. I think it's Survivor Series yeah, main so. event, and like that's when Diesel kind of goes into the neutral zone where he jumps Brett after the match. Brett gets like a quick pin on him. Um, there's a table spot. It was a, it's it's a great one. Maybe we could do that for a bonus or when we talk about Survivor Series later on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I I enjoyed hearing y'all's opinions about this. I know I know Jake's a, a big Shawn Michaels fan, and I, I, I some people like this match. I just no I, no no no. I hear like, I've heard shit. I heard he was shitty. I heard Shawn Michaels shitty, uh, um, especially during this era of wrestling. He was he wasn't the greatest guy, and like he, you know, what I'm saying he just became better, or like he found God, or whatever the fuck he had to do to like become better. Yeah, he became a better person. Um, that's why him and um, Brett clash in the ring and outside of the ring a lot, a fucking lot. Cause Shawn Michaels was a dick, you know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. He is. He was. No, no. And, but, you know what I'm saying? And, and in some defense of that, though, like we said, you do have to be that way at times, you know, to get to get yourself over. But I mean, in, in this match, you could definitely tell his shit was when he did his shit, it was spot on. When he was doing shit for Diesel, he didn't. He, didn't, yeah. he was there. Yeah. He was there. Uh, he was just looking out for himself. Yeah. He wasn't looking out for Diesel. Uh, but they're still friends this day, so I guess they got over it. So you know. They got the payday. That's all Diesel. That's right. all Diesel was about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do respect that. Shout out, well, shout out to Diesel, Kevin Nash. You know what I'm saying? Detroit oh, yeah. native. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout out. To, he also played Super Shredder and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze. And the moving guy in Grandma's Boy. Yeah. And the bad guy in Punisher. Yeah. Kevin Nash. Shout out, man. Yeah. Much love. From the D. The dad from Detroiters. And he played for UT. Yeah. <laughs> Love everything about Kevin Nash. He is dope. And then we're on to the final match. The Million Dollar Corporation plate comes out one at a time. And they're running because apparently, maybe they were short on time, I don't know. But King <laughs> yeah. Kong Bundy is hustling. Aaron R. Shyster's running. Yeah. The Million Dollar Man is jogging to the ring and looks pissed about it. Yeah, Bruce Pritchard's in the back like, I cut the five-person match last year. I'll do it again. So they they, they get the fuck out there. <laughs> and then the all-pro team comes out. So basically, this has become a lumberjack match. 
Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow ends the ring and chases off Salt and Pepper, which I don't. Did they sing at any point? They did no. What were they doing? They just standing there. Did they cut it out? I I don't know. There had to be something cut, right? I would imagine they probably cut something out because they couldn't get the rights or. Maybe there is like some kind of like maybe they maybe they had a performance just, and like I was just yeah I was disappointed like, in that I wanted to see the, uh, like yeah. see a performance from them but maybe have been like like shoop, shoop would have been yeah I bet they sang shoop or something I mean that was like that was like that ninety three single yeah. but like I don't remember no very big hits from no ninety five so yeah it might have been shoop or what a man or some yeah, shit. I think yeah. whatever man or something but um love something I would have bet. Yeah, I would have loved to see them before, and that that kind of sucked. Like, I'm assuming they, it, was, it was just there. I'm assuming the network cut it because I feel like I remember seeing like clips of them performing, like them doing something. You and know, it'd been dope if they would have done the WrestleMania rap that Run DMC did, <laughs> or been on a mission. No, no, never, never <laughs> fucking been on a mission. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Mm. No. Not yeah. feeling it. No, they can't do men on a mission. They can't say whoop. There it is. They can't say that. I'm gonna get <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. They can't you know say who PN News is, Jake? What? Who? Oh, this is gonna be fun. I want to show you some PN News clips. He was WCW's rapper. It was great. All right, bet it up. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> bonus. You should see him in a scaffold. Bonus. It has been bonus. Bonus. I'm sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Continue, please. No, all right. So we're on to that. So Lawrence Bonus. Taylor comes. Damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest bit ever. Uh, Lawrence Taylor, LT. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're not. You're not sorry. You don't feel I, bad about this at all. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. You know I don't. You know I say. I'm, I keep saying sorry. I don't mean it, but <laughs> it sounds nice, right? Lawrence Taylor from the NF from the football New York Giants, as announced by Howard Finkel. Mm-hmm. I look. I love how he how he didn't make a distinguishing the football yeah. New York Giants. We we see like during this time or. Towards the end of the end of the nineties, we see a lot of Lawrence Taylor. Like oh, he, he was a huge star. Yes, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what time. What I remember most, like his appearance in uh, any given Sunday. Yeah, and yeah. he was great. At, like he had a really he was funny cool, as hell. Yeah, he chainsaw his Jeep. That motherfucker, yeah. some whatever he did. He that was, was awesome, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's recently retired from football, right? Hmm. And he, but he's still like the. I, I remember um, having like a poster of his, like I wanted an auction, like a it was like, like a school charity thing. Like I just bid on. My mom said like you can bid on something up to ten dollars, but you can only, and you can only win one thing. So I just would bid on random items. That's cool. And I and I got like a Lawrence Taylor thing and a big poster of him. But yeah, I mean he was just a he, he was a huge he was one of the biggest stars in the NFL, one of the best known names in the NFL, and. He's coming out here in the main event of WrestleMania against Bam Bam Bigelow. This guy's not a wrestler. This was a calculated risk by Vince. And I think it came out really well. He get Lawrence Taylor in the end gets the win over Bam Bam. But I want to hear you guys' opinions. Like I thought Bam Bam I knew Bam I've heard stories from like other podcasts and things and books that Bam Bam was extremely nervous. I mean, this is his first mania yeah. 
prime match. Um, and you know what? He's earned it because like the last couple of WrestleManias, he's been in like the comedy type mat mask or matches and stuff like that. And he's he's a dope wrestler. He's really good, and he handled this match like a champ. Yeah, it was a it was it was a it was a great match. You know, uh, for for having one of the people be a celebrity. Yeah, my hat goes off to him, man. Like he 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 made LT look really good. And actually, man. LT he did. wasn't no no. Well, I mean, for for someone who's who's beginning wrestling, like I've seen a lot of pros, you know, on on past WrestleManias who who didn't do as well as he did. Yeah, no, LT did great, but like Bam Bam, he played he played his position, he played his part. You know what I'm saying? And he yeah. did he did great. He did. Like LT looked good, but Bam Bam Bigelow helped him. Like he made him look good too. Like he he did his yeah. part, man. Like straight up. Because up to this point, straight like, up, man. Up to this this point, like what celebrities have we seen wrestle? Mr. T. And that was horrible. I mean, it was interesting. I was trying. It was yeah. great hype, but the execution was bullshit. Uh, we saw basically the eighty-five Bears. And that, but that was a, a, a battle Rumble. royal. Yeah. So there's no there's no single focus really. Yeah. Except for the fridge, but I mean like, and they and he had a couple of spots. So, but I mean you can hide a lot of that stuff because it's a battle royal. Everybody just throws spawns. You're not in the spotlight. This was, I mean it's not a, a Mr. T was in a tag match, right? Right. Uh, well, he did do the one on one thing, but that was a boxing match. It was not wrestling. And that still was kind of wasn't great. Yeah. This, I, 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 I enjoyed I'll, it. I'll say, it's, it's to my best recollection, this is by far the the uh, best celebrity match in WrestleMania history. I agree. I I agree. Uh, the, the Tyson stuff was cool, but I don't. Did he, he didn't wrestle? Did he, he didn't wrestle? He no, he didn't wrestle. It was a cool appearance. He just he just did a really quick count. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a cool appearance. Threw a hell of a punch at the end, but I mean, yeah. yeah um, Lt did. I mean, to his credit, I thought Lt did a great job. Like, like Jake said, like. He obviously got schooled up for this rather quickly, right? But he he held his end of it. He got to whatever point he could get to. He got there, and bam, I bam. Mean, he's an athlete. Him great, yeah. You know, it, but I mean, unlike someone like Ronda Rousey, who's a jujitsu artist and did something similar in her profession before she got to, you know, WWE. Um, but he, you know, he had. I'm sure there was a lot to learn, like just taking bumps and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know how to wrestle. <laughs> so I'm like, I wanted to like speak out of school. Uh, but he learned how to tell a story. And, and even if they had to rehearse it a hundred times, that's still pretty impressive. And yeah. I think they did a great job. And honestly, if I was an LT fan, I would have been really happy throwing down 30 bucks for this match. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, this match is not disappointed by any means. And, it's going to lead to a Bam Bam Bigelow face turn because he's going to be kicked out of the uh, Million Dollar Corporation for embarrassing uh, wrestling. And oh yeah, Dead yeah, DiBiase was bitching this night. He was, was he, he was just bitching. He was bitching. He he bitched at uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. He bitched at King Kong Bundy. He was he was bitching. He was bitching I, like a motherfucker. I you know would what I'm saying after after Ted DiBiase's he came back for uh, I think who had their SmackDown did their. Their reunion mm-hmm. this year, like their their two thousand episode. No, it's gotta be like their. They've been on the air twenty years. Three hundredth episode, I think. Yeah, like they they're yeah whatever the reunion they had this year, they brought back all the the people and Ted DiBiase was awesome, 
And I would like to see him reprise this role because I found that entertaining as fuck. And this is something wrestling needs, like to bring back the stables, like bring back the Heenan family type type gimmicks. And this was one of the strongest ones too. Like, and he still has it. Like he, he, he looks good. He can still talk. He can still do his thing. And you know, he's not doing anything now. (laughs) So bring him back. No, I would love to see it. I, I actually, yeah, I, I love the million dollar corporation, the idea behind it because he's rich. He buy, he pays people to like join his stable, and then he starts getting a cut of the pot. He's making money, and they're making money. Uh, I, I, yeah, I really liked it. And he was all over the place, but yeah, they lose Bam Bam Bigelow. IRS is still with him though, one hundred percent. Yeah, I love that though. That That's was great. Perfect. great money match. Inc. was a great tag team. And Men on Man was a great manager, and that was a great match. So thank you, Bam Bam Bigelow, R.I.P. Baby. And oh yeah, bummer. Oh. He's an iconic character, and this was his one of some of his greatest work. I think some stuff in ECW was also really good with Taz, but no one, like very few people, can say they made an event at WrestleMania. And Bam Bam Bigelow did, and he did it with not a wrestler, and he did it quite well. So congratulations, Bam Bam. Uh, you got any farther final thoughts, Bob? No, um, I know you weren't a big fan of this WrestleMania, and I know I complained about a lot of things, but overall, I did enjoy the matches. Uh, the, the the highlights that we talked about, I think there's a couple must sees. Like I, I would definitely would check out, um, uh, Razor versus uh, Jeff Jarrett. Even though it was a fucking DQ at the end. Spoiler. <laughs> but I would check out the spoiler. Yeah. We said at the beginning <laughs> no, of the motherfucking what the fuck, man. <laughs> said at the beginning of the fucking time. That's why I said it was man. I just figured we'd digress so bad they forgot. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Uh but yeah, there there's some some great matches to check out. Um so do it. It's yeah. free if you have the network. Jake, best match. Um, best match is the Razor and Jeff Jarrett. That's my that was my favorite match of this one, mm-hmm. definitely. I can't. I mean, it's. I liked Owen and Yoko. Oh, that's a dope. Yeah, I thought that was a great tag team match. But yeah, again, as far as in ring, Jake and I mean uh, Razor and Jeff Jarrett, they did a hell of a job. Again, though, in my opinion, one two three created with the roundhouses and shit. You know what I'm saying? Breaking noses. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting Jeff Jarrett to like just pull out a guitar and just fuck somebody up in it. I know, I know it wasn't gonna happen because he didn't do that till later on. But I just yeah, he didn't get a fake expecting. guitar until later. He had yeah. a light up jacket though, which I would like to have with AK on there instead of a double J. But well, Christmas is coming. It is. Oh, Christmas is today. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy holidays and to whatever you celebrate. And until next time, I'm Alex Ketchum. Bob Wick. Jake Russell. We'll be going for the leg. Merry Christmas. Hold up now before you go. We here at the WrestleManiacs podcast want to thank you for listening. We want you to know that this is a podcast by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. So we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your stories, your comments, your questions. So we can make this podcast as good as possible. 
Now, in order to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Facebook at WrestleManiacs Podcast on Facebook, or you can email us at WrestleManiacsPod at gmail.com or on Instagram at WrestleManiacsPod. Thank you for tuning in, and we want to also thank Gabber Media. You can check out all their other great shows, or however you get your podcast, or at GabberMedia.com. See you guys next time.